Good morning, good evening, good night. This is the Be Yourself Podcast presented to you by the one and only Vendad. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for sharing. And remember, worry less, trust more, and enjoy the journey. Let's get it. As I get older, I can see why a percentage of people give up. And I can see why the next percentage keeps on fighting. The percentage that gives up, I don't know if they're actually giving up or they're just simply letting go. They come to this realization, whatever they're working hard for is not really anything. You're just working hard to stay busy, basically. But the feeling of becoming successful or gathering a bunch of money for yourself so you can live a different type of life and help others out. Maybe some people that give up get to that point. Not even maybe. Some people really do get to the point where the money's good. They have the house that they always desired. They are helping people and everything. And then... Even though they have a taste of that, they still want to throw everything away. You'll still see them go down the path of drugs or something just happens. Not everyone comes from nothing and then gets something and keeps that something. A lot of people go back to nothing because they never had something before. So once they get something, they spend all the something that they had and go right back to where they started. And I don't have the answers. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. I'm just saying what is causing people to supposedly give up sometimes. And whatever is causing them to give up, I still have an understanding of it. And then those people that fight for it every day. I'm one of those people. My friends are those people. I just know a lot of those people. My mom is one of those people. My my brother, sister, my dad. They just want what they want, and they want to keep going after what they desire. And sometimes giving up is not an option because you have kids, and you want to lead by example. And... You know if you give up what it can do to your family, your friends. You know how much it can slow down the process of you getting to where you want to be. But still on that journey, we still have to find those little things that mean so much to us. And that fight always will continue because once you get what you want, you're going to want more. Unless you're humble and you're really you're really content and really satisfied with life and you actually can enjoy it without the need to always fight for more and more and more. You can actually get to a place where it's beautiful and you feel free. You don't care about what day it is. You don't care what time it is. You are just embracing you. 
you know. I think, like, this fight, that's why I think this fight is beyond us, and this is why I can see why people don't give up, because we want to know that the people around us are all fighting. We want to know that our family is all fighting for the same goal and that we all want to achieve the same mission. It's not about having the most of anything. It's about having enough of something to keep on passing down to help for the future. Enough of anything information, money, how you handle your emotions, anything. We just need that. Because this fight must continue. It gets very repetitive. It becomes very routine-like. It makes you feel like you're in the matrix. But if you want to decode this stuff, this life, so you can feel some sort of freedom, then you got to do what you got to do. You have to stay in motion and control your emotions. Even when it feels super boring, even when it feels like you're living the same life, you still have to Go after what you want so you can decode this matrix and live the way you want to live. Decoding this matrix is way more important to me than (laughs) a lot of these things that people want out of life. That car that person's dying for, those bags, that clothing, the house and everything. I just want to decode this matrix and when I decode it properly you guys will see the smile (laughs) I'm telling you when I can wake up and feel like I don't have to do this I don't have to do that I don't have to go there I don't have to go there I want to go there I want to go there I get to do this I get to do that once every day is feeling like that the feeling of it's a feeling of contentment you feel so content. It's amazing. Like, I feel like a lot of living species beyond humans are content because they already know what they have to do. They already know what they enjoy. They're not thinking about it. That's why they don't have the mind to think about all this extra stuff that we think about. But the show must go on. That fight... I feel like everyone has that point where they just feel like giving up on whatever they're doing. It's like, fuck this. Work is trash. I work so hard. I pay bills. And then because I work so hard, I want to do things like go eat at a nice place or buy a nice pair of shoes for myself. I just want to please myself. I want to do things. And by the time I do all of that, my money's back low. And that's happening to everybody on a a broad scale. Like even NBA players, even though they're making hundreds of millions of dollars, they're still spending a hundred of millions. So 
even though they have a Ferrari and all this type of stuff, they can still be living paycheck to paycheck, but the paychecks are just much larger. And this is why a lot of them, after after they're done with their career, they go broke. NFL players, NBA players, boxers, things of that nature, because they live such a high life, and then they can't support it anymore, and then boom, decline, right? So, it's like, a lot of us decode it, decode this matrix, get so high in life that we forget who we are, and we don't remain humble, and we lose everything, and then we go back down, and sometimes we're in a worse state, and that's where it leads to a lot of people giving up, saying, fuck this, why fight for all that again, you know, I took myself for granted, Sometimes I feel like people point their fingers at other people like, oh, I had to keep giving my family money. Yeah, but when were you going to start thinking about yourself? If you're always worried about being your best you for others, you do end up neglecting yourself in the long run. Because you're always trying to be the best version of you for somebody else. You're creating this persona for somebody else. So what happens to you when you're one-on-one, when you're looking in the mirror and thinking about all these things no one's there to to pat you on the back or anything you know I feel like everyone has those moments when they think deeply about something like yo I should stop spending this or I should stop speaking to this person or that person but they don't want to listen to themselves and then their life starts to decline and I think that's one of the hardest tasks ever is listening to yourself, controlling your own feelings. Those things, especially when you're experiencing new feelings you never felt before, like the feeling of love. Then through the feeling of love, you feel neglection, pain, hurt, anger, happiness, excitement. All that type of stuff you're feeling for the first time. So sometimes that love can turn you into a slave. And your emotions can turn you into a slave. Because now you're a slave to this love because you're feeling this for the first time. And all the things you're telling yourself you shouldn't be doing, you're doing. But you can't stop yourself because the feeling is so strong. You're so addicted to it you rather feel hurt from that person than feel nothing from that person. So I can understand why it's not easy to listen to yourself. And then on top of that, you start to notice these things five years down the line. Oh my God, if I just listened to myself in this moment, that moment, that moment, but you kept going against yourself. You're trying to be the best you for somebody else that you're neglecting yourself. Eventually, you get to the place where <laughs> you are lost, confused, frustrated. And you're not only frustrated at yourself, you're frustrated at that person. Not realizing that person was giving you the answers. That person said, leave me alone. Please leave me alone. <laughs> Give me space. But your feelings were so strong and so entwined with this person that you couldn't face reality with it. So you kept trying to do as much as you can for this person. 
And all it was doing was neglecting who you were truly trying to be for yourself. Just neglecting that person. That person was screaming for help, but you were too focused on helping that next person outside of you. And there's nothing wrong with that. But we always have to remember, and I keep on saying this, for you to even be good for somebody else, you have to be good for yourself. Because one day you're going to break down if you're not good for yourself. And that person is going to see that anger of you neglecting yourself. And you're probably going to hold that person responsible for it. Even though it's really on you to be focusing on yourself to do that construction on yourself so you can be there for others in a great way. Not just there just because... You know, you're trying to keep up some persona for them. No, you can actually be there, actually listen, actually take in what they're saying and not judge them and take it personal, you know, all these type of things, man. But sometimes it's really not that easy, man. You see it five years down the line, you're just like, holy fuck, why didn't I just do that? I already said I would do that, but I didn't, and now it led me here. <sighs> Now you have a bigger hole to dig yourself out of. And we all go through it. <laughs> That's the beautiful thing about life. But you always want to be able to dig your way out of the hole. You don't want the hole to be so, so, so deep that you give up. I've seen people give up, man. Like, really and truly give up. It's crazy. I, I've been around people that were so lost that they felt like they couldn't come around us unless they had a certain type of car or a certain type of money, even though they know our relationship is built off love. In their head, they still felt the need to have a certain type of car, a certain amount of money to come back around. And... Th Things like that show you you have an internal battle because even if I have cotton in my pocket, the people I grew up with or anything like that, I'm still going to go around them even if I have nothing. But there's just all these internal battles that we go through, man. All these internal battles. Imagine this for a second, people. What if life gave you three chances to die? Three chances to die. So, the first two times you're about to die, you wake up out of your dream. Say you're about to get a crazy car crash in real life, and then, boom, you wake up out of a dream. That was your first chance of death, like, you know, of not dying. And your second chance could be, I don't know, you do something in some type of exotic forest and you get bit by a rattlesnake or something and you start to die but that's your second chance so as you're dying you wake up out of a dream again <laughs> then the third time the third time is the time you go so say for example something else is happening where you're dying that time you actually experience the death and that's when you actually leave earth imagine if life was like that but it's not like that but the reason why I brought that up is because my realizations feel like that sometimes. 
I have so many points where I could have saved myself. It'd be a point where it's just like, look, I'm saving you from this right now. You didn't get in trouble this time. I'll come back around again. The same type of scenario will come back around again and then I'll get saved again. And I'm not taking in, I'm not taking in the signs. And this is all on me. And I spoke about this before. It's like that story is um, pursuit of happiness when the guy said he's waiting on God to come save him. But in reality, God sent him a helicopter and all these things. And he didn't want to take it as God helping him. He wanted to actually physically see God. And that's what I felt like I got from thinking deep about this stuff. Like there are so many signs telling me to stop doing certain things. But for me, I didn't listen. I kept neglecting myself. I kept trying to be my best me for other people. I kept trying to live up to other people's standards and all it did was led me to a place of abandoning myself and hitting my head so hard that now I have no choice but to learn from this lesson, from this loss. And that's the beautiful thing about life. You can turn lessons and losses into positivity and drive. Those lessons and losses can show you what you shouldn't be doing again as well. It can be a safety mechanism to some degree. As I spoke to you guys before, I have a safety mechanism in my body when it comes to Mondays. There's just something inside of me that just says, when Monday hits, yo, just make sure you do certain things. Make sure you take care of business. You can't just sit in bed. You can't do this. You can't do that. You have to get up and do something because you can. Your body's working, your mind's working. You can get up and do something. So make sure you do something. Because sometimes I won't have things to do on a Monday because my schedule is all over the place. I pretty much create my own schedule. So sometimes creating your own schedule, you can get very comfortable not doing anything. Or sometimes you'll just keep pushing things to the side. Or say, oh, I'll do that next time. I'll do that next time. No, you got to do it now, though. So that's one thing. I try not to get comfortable with that type of stuff. And one reason I'm very thankful for that safety thing on Mondays is if I get too comfortable with life and I'm just overspending and everything, I hate getting to a point where I'm mad at myself because I know how much better I could have did with that time. Like, say, if it's, like, three months of doing less because, you know, maybe things slow down a bit for VG. People are not buying as much clothing. Say work slows down or something. During that time, I should be focused on recreating new things, you know, finding places to pit more of my money so I can make my money, make me more money instead of just like panicking or spending a bunch of money and then living with the feeling of regrets after because I know I shouldn't have been spending all that money. I should have been using my brain power to do other things to help me get more money or to help me live more 
or things that just provided me with some good information to change my perspective, I should be searching for those things instead of like using my downtime just to always smoke, drink and neglect myself, like neglect what I'm truly feeling inside because I need to feed what I'm truly feeling inside. And the things I truly like is just the free things in life. But sometimes it takes money to get there. It takes money to get people's feelings there sometimes. So I understand the rush of people wanting to do so much so their feelings can get to a certain place, but you have to get your feelings there first before you even get to that place. Because what if you never get to that place? And you have to always remember there's always going to be different routes to get to that place you want to be. So you don't know where life is going to take you. But you're just in a rush to go somewhere. But you don't know where you're going. So you have to go with the flow of life. You have to plan, but not over plan. <laughs> it's it's a weird thing. It's like, it's like a tug of war, but you're not trying to tug. Because it's weird because life is always going to pull you in one direction and you're trying to pull yourself in another direction. But wherever you end up, you will end up. And wherever you end up is still going to be beautiful. And you still have to be thankful of it because wherever you end up, you're going to get a lesson. You're going to get a lesson out of it. You're going to get a blessing out. Something's going to come out of it if you're looking for it. But if you're always trying to please others in situations where you need to be pleasing yourself or looking out for those signs in those moments of like, oh, someone's saving me or I'm saving myself. If you're not looking for those moments and taking those in properly and you're neglecting yourself, you can wind up losing yourself and putting yourself in a, in a state where you regret a lot of the things you're doing because you're not taking those moments as lessons. You're taking it as losses. And I was playing with your brain and now you're overspending, you're over drinking, over smoking. It's just a it's just a ongoing cycle. So when you can finally get to the point where you can decode that, you know, oh life is not going that well, that's okay. Let me create more. Let me not spend as much. Let me not smoke as much. Let me not drink as much. Let me just stay focused on what I need to do. So when my time comes back around, I hop right back on that train and I do what I got to do. Instead of like when that time comes back around, you have to force yourself to get ready because the whole time you weren't staying ready. You know, so you have to be mindful of the, all that type of stuff. Imagine, yeah, three chances. That would be crazy. That'd be crazy, man. I think a lot of people would be like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, you know, let me slow down. If you can get actual signs like that where it stands out to you, you jump out your sleep, you're like, wow. And then, you know, you see the number showing your head or something like that was the one. That was your first chance of dodging death. And then second time comes, shows you number two. And now you're on your final life of dodging death. You know, it'd be scary as fuck, but... I'll tell you, it'll make people change the way they live their life for sure. And you know, it's very interesting that drug dealers don't realize how 
intelligent they are. They're selling a drug they can't market. It's not like the pharmaceutical products. You know, you see commercials about all that all the time. But drug dealers still sell things they can't market. And they still get it to a bunch of people through word of mouth. So any drug dealer out there, make sure you guys know, if you're marketing a product, well, you're not even, you can't market it. You're selling a product you can't market. So imagine what you can do with a product that you can market. Think about that. 